So, welcome to podcast number 15 of Gracemont. And tonight we have our esteemed Apostle John Luke. Hello. And myself, who Apostle Duke. And we have several interesting and um, provocative questions and subjects we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to let John Luke introduce his topics, and then I will tell my questions. I think we better do our intro song first, though. Let's do our intro song first. Grace Mon. Grace Mon. Grace Mon. Grace Mon. Grace Mon. And that's, I don't know, we got to work on that or something. You were a little flat this time. I was flat. Usually you nail it, but anyway. Okay, my my topics for tonight. Is Jesus colorblind as in race? Right. And number two, what does Jesus think about guilt induction or using guilt as a tool? And for Apostle Duke, what are your questions? Okay, so my questions tonight are, should we worship Jesus? Uh, that number, that's number one. Number two is, should we be open to reading other Gospels or other what they might say, religious books, for instance, the uh, Gospel According to Thomas, and apparently there's a Mary Magdalene Gospel that didn't make it into the canon, and I just recently heard of the the Book of Enoch, apparently is is, uh, all about God and who God is, and but they, they didn't allow that into the canon. And so then my third question is, how much should we read the Bible, if at all? So, okay, okay, questions. Yeah, let's, since you have three and I only have two, let's start with your first one. Okay, so the first one is kind of it. It may be my kind of uh, oh, I don't know, premier question of the night. I maybe I should save to the left, and it takes kind of some explaining. But here goes. So we had a lesson, uh, and it was based on I think. Um, John, the book of John, we're studying John at my church, and they talked about, um, so the, the disciples asked Jesus, they said, show us the Father, and it seemed as if Jesus was a little uh, exacerbated and said, if you, if you know me, you know the Father. And then he went in and said, if you obey my commandments, you... Uh, you, you, you prove that you love me. And so I began to think about that, and I thought about it quite a bit, and I almost get the impression that Jesus was saying that basically my body is just a shell. It's just, a, it's just the conduit for what, you, what I'm trying to give to you, and what I'm trying to give to you are the precepts are the rules, are the laws, are the way to live your life and to find God. That's what I'm about. I'm about showing people the way to find God and to reveal who he is. That's that's what Jesus was about. And 
I, 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 I know all my life, and I've heard songs say, you know, I just want to worship you, Jesus. I worship Jesus, and we bow down. And I think maybe even there's some scripture that talks about worshiping Jesus. But I almost think, is, is it like worshiping a flower? Because in that flower is God's design. In that flower is, is the miracle of life. But it's not the flower that we want to worship. It's it's God. It's 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 that it's what made that flower. It's what made that flower bloom and grow and give gave it life. And sometimes I, I wonder if if Jesus because you think about Jesus, Jesus, okay, as a physician, you you know this. Jesus pooped and he had bad breath and he had body odor and i mean when we think well i want to bow up to my knee to that physical body it's just a body it's just i wonder if jesus was if there's something greater beyond him that and, and i wonder if we misplace our uh, affection when we say I want to worship Jesus because Jesus was just a, a human body he was just flesh and and bad smells and 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 death and all that and so that was kind of one of my thoughts I might bring up in our podcast tonight to kick around a little bit and uh, see what you thought well what I think is that I believe Jesus was a man. Okay. And it wasn't, you know, it's a Council of Nicaea thing where they all got together and decided he was God. Okay. Before that, not everyone believed that that was Christian. And so, and, and you know, there's so many things in the Bible where they'll say Jesus is the Son of God, and then, then they'll say, I am God. You know, he'll, right. He, John will say, he said, I am God. Whereas in reality, this is one of those things, if Jesus were here and we were to ask him, so are you God? He would say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I yeah. came to improve the life of people who believe in God. I want people to believe in God and to worship God. I don't want them to worship me. Yeah. And and here here are the teachings. So, so like uh, Islamic people, or Jewish people will say, we do not have a monotheistic religion because of the Trinity. They'll say, you have three gods. Right. And you say Jesus is God, and God is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. But that's really three entities. So I believe that there's just one God and that uh, Jesus was a man. That's what. Okay. Yeah. So is you know another thing is, would you be open to the idea that God is in you and me both, in the way that okay, you know I've I've always been just kind of amazed that, that if I cut my finger, right, that it will bleed and then it will be it will begin to congeal or whatever they call that 
where it stops bleeding and starts making a scab and then sometimes it'll get sore and it'll get redness around there and then it'll have like pus or whatever but that's kind of a design that's kind of a I don't do that no it's an amazing machine the body right is. Yeah. And and I in some ways I think it's 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 kind of God in me, it's it's His design, right? It's His power, it's His life giving force that I still don't understand, and I don't know that any scientist can ever really, maybe they say they understand life, but like to generate life, I don't think they have the technology or the understanding how to generate life. But there's something, and and so I would be I kind of believe that God is in me i mean when i go to sleep at night i continue breathing right i don't mean to do that i don't lay there and think breathe in breathe my body just does it my heart just beats when i eat something my my body just digests that food i don't tell it what to do it just does it on its own right and it's that amazing so to me that's that's god that's a display of who god is and he's in all of us, right? And so I think Jesus maybe in some way was saying that, was saying, you know, we're all, we all have God in us. And I don't know, I'm kind of still starting this adventure where I'm getting kind of mixed up sometimes, but I really, I just, I'm trying to open myself up to a whole, I'm, I'm watching all these documentaries about all these weird things because I just kind of want to get out there and kind of mix it up a little bit, so... Anyway, uh, I think now we're going to go. That was 11 minutes on mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My turn. My turn. Your turn. Okay. So, is Jesus colorblind? As in racially colorblind? Do you, do you want to answer that first? Or do you want me to? I have a whole dissertation, so maybe you ought to go first. I think... As far as whether or not he loves a person, he would be colorblind if he were here on earth today. Okay. He wouldn't care what color, race, or whatever a person was. Yeah. But I think he would be attuned to the different subculture stuff that goes on within a race and would know how to communicate with each with people from each race and, and understand different, you know, cross-reference that with different personality types and life experiences and stuff and be able to, to take that in as just a part of the information about the person. So, so I think Jesus sees the color and the race as just part of who you are. It's not anything he, it likes or dislikes. And so, so, and so I will, so I, I have a theory that everyone is a racist. Uh, you know, when I say a, white guys can't jump, everybody laughs. Well, but wait, it's a wait racist. A first, let's define racist first. Yeah. Let, let me define racist the way I say it. Okay. To me, racist is someone who hates people from other races just because of their race. Now, racist is a word that's thrown around way too much. It, it's used way too much. 
because if if you're using my definition of someone who hates and acts intentionally bad badly toward people of other races if that's a racist then I don't count myself a racist now do I make incorrect assumptions about people from other races absolutely are there things I don't know about people from other races absolutely do I do I see someone think oh because this person is this race they're going to think this and they're going to do this like just for an example this is one that goes around. I don't I have no idea if there's any truth to it or not. That Asian people are bad drivers. You know? Okay. I mean, you, yeah. you hear stuff like that. Now, you make assumptions like that. Does that mean I hate Asian people? No. Does that mean I really believe that? I, I don't know. I've heard it. I don't know if it's true or not. But everyone, I think, makes assumptions and has pre pre-existing ideas about people of other races without really knowing them. Okay, so let me ask you this then, to play devil's advocate. I, if I were going to put a basketball team together, I want five black dudes. Okay? <laughs> I don't want some white guys on there. I mean, if I do, I want a, I want a limited number of them. And another thing, to, to that extent, to that extent, I mean, honestly, if I had four candidates coming into my office wanting a job at the electronic company I work for, and one of them was Asian, the Asian's going to get special treatment from me because I have the idea that Asians are they're just good in that field. They and and it's a stereotype, and the same thing with. Black guys, who would I want to carry a football in a, in a, in a football game? I, I really would prefer a black guy. <laughs> so, in other words, my point is, is that racist too? I mean, to say uh, Asians just have a, a, a certain intellect, in my mind, that they're, they're, they just seem to be so intelligent. I mean, they score so high, and I think there's some... Well, obviously, you, I think you would agree with me that, that black guys typically are better athletes. And it's a stereotype. Same thing with Asians. Okay, so my mom used to have this saying. She said, you give a Jew a dollar, he'll turn it into a thousand bucks within a month. And she didn't... But It's a racist statement. It, and it's based on a stereotype that Jewish people just seemed like they, they just had a knack for making money. So is that, in my mind, that's racist, but it's not hateful, right? Okay, well, there, that that does not meet my definition for being racist. Okay. So okay. people that want to call everyone racist, that yeah. would meet that would meet their definition. Like, if you were some big star and you and you had, or the CEO of a company, and you said the things you just said, they might get you kicked off the board. Oh yeah, and call you a racist. But yeah, now tell me, do you hate black people for being black? No. Do you hate Asian people for being Asian? No. Do you hate Jews for being Jewish? No. Okay. Well, see, to me, in my world, you're not a racist. You, okay. You just, you just, you, you just are. Okay. This is ethnocentrism, right? 
Okay, yeah, right. You, you know about your culture and your subculture. Yeah. And what you know about other cultures, you learn from TV or somebody's told you. You yeah. don't necessarily know. Until you get out, the more you're out among them, the more you know. Right, like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, one of the best, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard was from Chris Rock on one of his videos. Yeah. It was a joke. Yeah. It was how not to get your ass kicked by the police. Yeah. And he said, get a white friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're in, saying if you're in the car with a white person, you're less likely to get beat up by the cops. That's what he was right. saying. Yeah. But the deal is we all should get friends of other races and cultures and we'll understand them better. Yeah. And there will, there will always be differences and there, and we will never fully understand other races, but the more we're, the more we interact together, the less we'll hate each other. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. And just to make one last point about that. So, because I've been interested in that subject. I think we all are. It's, it's in the papers every day. It's, you know, but I, so I was in the military and I had, I had some black friends and we got into this debate and I told them, I said, I find uh, Caucasian women more attractive. And, and I, as I look into the future, when I marry, I plan to marry a, a Caucasian. And I said, does that make me a racist? And he said, yes, in his mind, because I wasn't open to all races. I wanted to marry someone who looked and talked like me. And I, in some ways, I, I halfway thought, maybe you have a point. Maybe you, because that, I I wasn't going to look for a black girl. I wouldn't even ask a black girl out or a, or, or another race. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just thought I'd marry a white girl. But anyway, I think maybe that could go on and on. But, and I see your point. Like, do I, but, but in, in that vein, and here again, I may lose, I hope I don't lose my job, but if I date a girl, it, she's probably going to be white. I just like white girls. I don't know. I just thinking of dating a black girl, just, I don't know. So does that make me a racist? I wonder. Uh, well, uh, depends. Do you, do you hate black women? I don't for hate being them. black. Do you dislike them just for being black? Do you wish I, them harm? No. Okay. No, well, I don't. Okay. By, by John Luke's definition, you are not a racist. You're just a, a normal human. Okay. It's All again, right. it's ethos, ethnocentrism. Right. Yeah. If it's, the those who look like you are more attractive to you, that's a normal human trait. Right. But you know what? I do feel challenged by what you said, though. I mean, maybe I should. Maybe I should call up some people of different races and just say, "Hey, you want to go to the movies or something?" And just or let's go to coffee. And if they ask me, I may go. You know what? I'm kind of doing an experiment. I just want to maybe learn about your culture or your. Maybe I should do that more. You know, maybe that would help me understand my world better, right? If maybe. I just, yeah. You just got to try to not creep them out when you do it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm going to hang out with you to find out what it's like being you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I watched a movie last night. This is a whole different subject, but it was about 
and you've probably heard of this. It was called The Rape of Nanjing. It oh. was, it was, oh my gosh, I watched the movie. And you know I'm kind of a weenie, weird guy anyway. But John Luke, I turned that movie off and I, I sat there and wept. It was so powerful. It was I mean, shit, it was horrible. It was, it was, and I'm, and another thing I'll tell you is, but that was racism. They were sure. just, the Japanese were killing Chinese and raping them just because they were Chinese. But I, but I remember last night thinking, I've watched tons of horror movies, but that movie, I, I'll have bad dreams for I don't know how long. That movie was so disturbing. Just the way they, because they were of different races, they just, they were so filled with hatred. Oh, it was, yep. it, it was just, it was just so profound. It was such a profound movie. Anyway, okay, so, okay, so, so people who don't know what he's talking about, World War, during World War Two or before World War Two, the Japanese invaded China and they. They were not very nice. They were. Oh, it was they, just okay. So, and they, I, I'll add they one would more. Rape, they would rape the young girls and women and then kill them. Yes. Yes. And they did that to thousands of women. Okay, so I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna add one last tag, and then we'll go to the. And, and so I last night I couldn't help it. I had to get on. I had to find out the history behind this. How did this movie originate? And it 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 originated from a woman who wrote a novel called. 13 Flowers of Nanjing, and she based that on a diary written by a missionary. And this missionary lady went over there during that time and was trying to help those women. She came back to the United States and was here for a year, closed up all her doors, turned on the gas, and committed suicide because she just could not process the hatred that she experienced, she just couldn't live. She just, anyway, that is a that is a, is an example, I think, of racism. Yes, that so. is racism. <laughs> yeah, so. that's, a, that's a terrible, awful example, but it's that's what racism is. They hated the Chinese because they were different. Which to me, I I was like, you're the same. It's almost like no. it. It's almost like Caucasians. That's racist. Not like saying that the Chinese and Japanese are the same. Is it? No, yeah. Um, well, well, by the by the loose definition of by the racism, loose definition. Sure. It was like I don't know. To me, it's like you guys are Asian, right? You're. I don't know. See, that's that's, that's egocentrism again. What? Okay. We don't since we don't. They're they're way away from us and they're different. Right. And to us, they look a lot the same, but to each other, there's no question. Yeah. Between the Japanese and Chinese, they look enough different. They can they can tell the difference just fine. And I, and they they have a lot of history between them, of of wars. Like the Chinese tried to invade the the Japanese multiple times and take them over, and so yeah. the China the Japanese were like, "Aha, we'll get you back now." Yeah. And and I'm going to do something too. I I just want to do this. I just want I want to do this. I'm going to hold my statement. And and and, it, and it's ignorance. It's ignorance is what it is. But to me, they're the same. And you say that's that is racist. And and I agree. And it's based in ignorance. But still, 
and and I and I and I know what you're telling me is true, but still, it's in me that thought, and and I mean maybe I should try to be better, but I, no, no, no. What you're what? That's a normal again a normal yeah. human thought. Right. I've been to both China and Japan, and I've seen yeah. a bunch of the the folks right. there. I've seen how they act differently, and their cultures yeah. are different. But that same thought would have been in my mind, and I've and I've heard people, you know, my parents' age say that very thing. Yeah. That why right. do they why do they fight each other? They they look so much alike, which right. which is if you know the more you know the more nonsensical yeah. you know that is. But yeah. it's a normal egocentric feeling or thought that one one would have. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not wrong or bad or evil. It's normal. I just, I, but I plead guilty. I plead guilty to that. Okay. And, 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 and I think I learned something about me and about my world, you know? So, so I, I, so anyway, okay. So, Your okay. Second question. Now. My second question yeah. is Do you think there's value? Have you ever read like the Apocrypha or any other like religious books out of curiosity to see? And and do you think there's value in that if if someone is truly a seeker? Well, are are any of those on the back of cereal boxes? No, I, don't I probably think haven't so. read them. Then I even don't even the, like reading the Bible that much. You know, I'll do it because yeah. I have to in church. But so no, I haven't read any of those. Have you? I've read the Apocrypha. I had no idea what it said. I was completely lost. And then I read some deals. I went to some yoga class one time, and they had this, like, uh, it was this book that they had, and it was like an Eastern mystical, and I read it front to back, and it was kind of interesting. But I, and then I've been watching some documentaries on the Book of Enoch, on the uh, Gospel of Thomas, but I've not read them. And uh, the Mary Magdalene apparently has, they don't know that she wrote the book, but there's some just really fascinating uh, things that they talk about in those books. Like Jesus would kiss Mary Magdalene on the mouth in, in some of these gospels. And apparently Mary Magdalene had jesus's ear in other words he kind of would prefer to explain his truths to her than even his disciples in some of these gospels i don't know i think there's probably some value in it it's a slippery slope it is a slippery slope for sure for sure yeah and it'll get and it'll embarrass you in your sunday school class when they figure it out and somebody says hey you do you think this and if you answer honestly who knows how that's going to go i don't know hopefully you'll be in hopefully john luke will be in another state living on his lake property before <laughs> that all comes loose <laughs> well, we'll see we'll so, see uh, i i'm sure there's value in it because again just like we sit in church on sunday and think you know the preacher really doesn't as far as actual knowledge of Jesus, yeah, he doesn't have any truer knowledge of Jesus than I do. 
He gets right. up there and expounds on stuff, stuff that's been expounded on to him before, stuff that was he learned in Bible college. But as far as knowing the real Jesus, he doesn't know any more than I do. So I think reading, because he's only read the Bible. Yeah. So I think reading those other texts is is good. I mean, it, it's stuff to learn, and and it it may maybe some of it should have been put in the Bible, but the guys at that council didn't put it in there. My next one of the things I want to do, and I need to to I want I want to learn more about that Council of Nicaea. I want to learn more about that. In fact, I may look, I'm better at videos, probably even though some books I like. But I think the videos, I'm, I don't know, maybe my brain just, maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. But when they have pictures and all that, it's just more interesting to me. But I want to learn more about that. Because I, okay, so I swerved into another thing, talked about, apparently that Council of Nicaea, they said they didn't give a crap about the spiritual level of that book. It was all political and power-based. According, and this was on the History Channel. This was, uh, and it was done, it was some documentary. So it's true. Well, it had credibility. It had credibility. <laughs> it had it, with, credibility. with me. With me. Okay. And probably, probably more credibility than probably the people from my church who think that God just breathed his breath on this council. And they are all in just total love for one another. And they just were kissing and hugging and holy kisses coming up with these. But apparently it was a knockdown, drag out. We're more powerful than you, then screw you. Your books aren't going in, and ours are. And if and and from this day forward, if you don't agree with us, you're a heretic, and you will be accountable for that. And it's not going to be nice. It's going to be horrible. Well, there's a <laughs> there's some kind of legend that Saint Nicholas punched one of the guys on the other side at at the Council of Nicaea. Uh, now, oh I don't, yeah. I think we talked about that at one point. I I don't. Some of the later lists, he's there, but before that, he wasn't. So St. Nicholas probably wasn't actually there, but yeah. legend has it that he punched somebody over it when they were trying to decide yeah, whether or not Jesus was God. Right. You know, basically what they did at the Council of Nicaea, they said, this is who God is. We are going to tell you who God is. And God is in line with this book. He is not in line with that book. He's in line with this book. And not that book. And basically, we're telling you who God is. And they determined for us who God is. And that's, that's, and, 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 and the more I learn about that, the more it makes me just want to go out and learn other things, you know. It makes me want to rebel or something and just, like, I don't want to be a part of that anymore, you know. So what they did is they excommunicated all the seekers. They did. And they we did. want all the seekers at Gracemont. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Is it time? It's time for do, you. Do you. So we've determined that there probably is value in that. Yes. I think we okay. agree. All right. All right. Uh, uh, shame. Okay. Yep. Do you think Jesus found, I mean, he, he threw a little shame at some people according to the Bible. Yeah. But do you think he felt that guilt induction or making people feel guilty, shaming them, was a good tool? What do you think? So here again, I have, I have, okay, I've been told 
or I, I saw a guy one time, he was a psychologist or something, and he says, if you stand up in a crowd and your, your flies open, you feel ashamed and that's healthy. And so there is value in shame. There, there is there is value in I'm embarrassed that this happened. So I was trying to think, is there an example? I think your your question is almost rhetorical. Almost rhetorical. That's all I had. It's so like no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, because you're like between between Hibden Tires and and your studio, you you it was your was your study time, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but it's a good question because I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting to, and I see that you do that all the time because you're making a big point and you're making a great point. And the great point you're making is our church shames us. Yes, they use that tool ubiquitously all over the earth and all over our nation and and they're shaming us are you going to come to visitation on wednesday you know because i mean if you really care about the loss like you're supposed to i presume you do i don't know why we only have six show up every wednesday (laughs) i mean we all we all know that right we've lived it our whole lives and and like i love that like Okay, hear the voice of the Lord, give to the building fund. Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> hear the voice of the Lord, meaning, okay, so if I don't give, I'm not hearing God's voice. Apparently, you are. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You said something Sunday, too, I wish you would have elaborated on. You said in the Jungle Book, it says, what was it? You said the next verse is in the Jungle oh, Book. Oh, the, the the one of the verses that was quoted was, no, the, the verse that we didn't read was, uh, there's no greater than love than one who gives up his life for his friends. Yeah. I. So it, that that's not an exact quote, but that's about it. Right. And that's in the Jungle Book when... Uh, that's that's Baloo, Christianity. That's Jesus' words. Yes, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, and I'm Baloo sorry. Baloo is I'm... killed. They think Baloo was killed by Shere Khan. Then okay. The, then the... Then the... I think Baloo's the bear. Anyway, they think he's killed by Shere Khan the tiger, and the the panther is telling Mowgli the boy that he he quotes that scripture. And uh, and yeah. and here again, I went off on my tangent that I think because see that's that those are the words of Christ, and 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 that is. Hollywood or however you want to look at it taking the words and teachings of Christ and displaying them even though they may or may not be Christians and I don't know so that's a good thing yes but we read Sunday that no if you're not a Christian you can do no good thing there's there's no good works You're, you're unable to do good if you're not a Christian, which I just think is either either that's misunderstood or it's hogwash. Because there's people who aren't Christians who give to their communities, who help their neighbors, who sometimes sacrifice their lives for others. But 
we're taught in our little group that unless you're in our group and think like we think, you you can do no good. And I, I don't know, it just rubs me raw. <laughs> I can tell. Yes, me, I know. Me too. I, I thought, you know, ever since I was a little kid in church, I'd be sitting there thinking, okay, once I figured out there were people that weren't Christians, you know, when you're yeah. little, you don't know that everybody isn't Christian. I, okay. I would sit there and think, okay, well, we've got this God and we've got Jesus. Yeah. And we've got however many billion people in the world and only about an, uh, an eighth, maybe a tenth of them are Christian and all the rest of them are going to this awful place called, called hell. Yeah. I said, that. Gosh, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna roll with it for now because oh, that's yeah. what I'm being taught. Yeah. But eventually, you, I, I came to the point where I thought, no, that's not true. So hey. my thoughts, what? No, go ahead, please. I was gonna tell you my thoughts on. I yes. don't think Jesus is big on guilt induction. So I, I figured this could be one of our videos. Like, okay, J- Jesus could be saying. Oh no, I don't like to use guilt induction. Believe me, I grew up with it. You know my mom was Jew. You know my mom was Jewish, right? Yeah. 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 So, All so right. Jewish Jewish moms are supposed to again, that's another egocentric outside looking in thing that we think Jewish moms are big on guilt induction, but I mean because we see it on TV and stuff. But Yeah. Anyway, so no, I don't think Jesus is interested in guilt induction. Jesus is interested except when he's talking to the Pharisees. He tries yeah. to make them feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think for the common person, he just wants you to see a brighter future in a in a way to to walk this world. And I think that's a great motivator. I I love that motivation. I love that motivation. We had a gentleman in our, in our and you may or may not remember this, but he was in our Sunday school class. They don't come very much anymore, but they used to come quite a bit. He had problems with his eyes. He was having a lot of surgery with his eyes. But he said one time, he said, when you leave church and go home, you should feel bad. I remember him saying that. That was his philosophy of if you go to a good church service, you should go home and feel bad. That's, (laughs) in his mind, that's, and who knows? And I think there were a lot, and I don't remember anyone arguing with him or disagreeing. I don't know. Well, well, you and I were sitting there thinking, what? So yeah. that that brings me around when my wife and I were dating, yeah, trying to find a church to go to together. Um, I tried to get her to go some little more liberal churches where yeah. there wasn't, but she had to go to the Southern Baptist Church because she'd grown up with that all her life, and she needed her weekly dose of guilt, yeah, to to function properly, to, so she wouldn't feel too guilty. Right. So I I thought, okay, fine. And so I've gone to the church with her all these years since then, but I could have done with a lot less guilt induction because that's, yeah. that's a major league tool of the Southern Baptist Church. Oh, and, big and here's an, And the here's Catholics, an, too. The Catholics are big on it, too. You know? yeah. And here's another thing, uh, John Luke, and I'm just, I'm going to go here, okay? You're a super smart guy. You are a super smart guy. You're a physician. You're an MD. You went to med school. But Wait you, a minute. that that doesn't make me smart. I know I know dumb doctors, but anyway, go ahead. You're you're very smart, and you know you're very smart, and you just start. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to challenge you with something. I'm going to charge me. you with something. Throw it up there. You can't sit in that and not be affected. I know you're a smart guy. You can't. You cannot sit there every Sunday 
and listen to that stuff and not be affected by it. And I know you I know you want to think, or I believe you probably want to think, oh, it goes one ear and out the other. But I'm telling you, brother, it's got to some, you're a human. You're only human. And someplace in your brain, that is getting in there. I don't know. I've I just, been, I, I just I've been miserable you. every Sunday for 30 plus years. I know. But that's, you're right. That, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I go there because my wife likes to go there. Yeah. I, I freaking hate it. I know. I know. And I did be, too. And I like, I thought, I got to get out of here. I just can't. It's just too, it's heavy. I just don't want to carry that anymore. That chain, right? So well, anyway. It's two things. To me. It's the guilt. The, yeah. The guilt that they use as a tool mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And the, the expert teaching us, who I think is a nice guy. I think he, he does what yeah. he's supposed to do. He thinks he's but, right. Yeah. But just let, not not him. The, let's say the institution of him. Yeah. Okay. They're up there. It's their job to get up there and teach you stuff that they believe to be the truth or profess to believe to be the truth that I know is something that somebody made up. And it's just, uh, it's a spiel. It's a, it's a party line, you know, like, like for some political party or whatever. And it, yeah. it, it, it does wear on me. And, and that's what, that's what this podcast has helped me do is get some freedom, yeah. get to say what I really think. And, right. and, uh, and it's, it's kind of like washing my hair. Yeah. Blow drying it, you know, after years yeah. of, of having, uh, oily hair with insects in it. Or the other part of it is, is, is the upside to that is I see a need, right? You know, there's people like us out there who just, and this is our way of maybe, who knows, maybe in a hundred years, maybe we'll be long and dead and somebody will dig these up and go, man, these guys, you know, in their own way, they really had some good things to think about. So we are great. You got one more question? Yeah. Do we, should we read the Bible? Uh, the thing is, I think there's some good in it, but it's all the bad in there. I mean, all the weird, wonky stuff. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. What do you think? I'd rather read a good novel. Yeah. But I think, I think okay, what you don't need to do is read it cover to cover 17 times like you did. Yeah, right. I thought that was... I thought that was, I thought I was going to find God. I thought I was going to, I thought, John Luke, I thought I was going to find what you, you know, talked about you were looking for. That like deep sense of peace, of I'm on the right track. I don't have to feel guilty. I I, I'm, I don't have to worry about hell. Maybe that's what it was. I, I Maybe in my mind I thought if I read it front to back 17 years in a row, I won't, I will no longer fear hell. It didn't work. It didn't work. In fact, if anything, I lost my faith during that time. Because it was all these just like, did, really? I don't know. It, it, it turned me away. It turned me away. It, 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 I think, I don't know, God's out there somewhere. But reading the Bible front to back didn't help me find him. Yeah. I, have, so. I still haven't read it all. I, st- I read it whenever I go to church and they say, turn to John. Yeah. You know. 
Well, you know, you know, uh, probably 30, 35% is, is uh, and Aaron begat John, and John begat da 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 and da 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 begat. I mean, there's chapters and chapters and chapters of that stuff. In Chronicles, Chronicles 1 and 2, it's, it's just all the, it's just all the lineages. Da 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 da. There's all that, and then there's all the law. There's, there's books and books and books of, uh, don't, uh, you know, bake a, uh, bird in its mother's milk and, and don't do this. And, and, it, and if you, and there's a whole deal thing about when they find like, uh, apparently in those days they would find like, uh, uh, bacteria in homes and, and, and they would have to burn the homes and you couldn't live in the home so many days after they had the, the, the infection of the house. It, it's, it's all that too. It's, it's very, but I thought I was honoring God by doing it. And I've done it now. And here's another thing. Here, here's the best part of that. I will tell you. And that is, they say, hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And they, they use that tool on us all the time too. Because most Christians, I think, probably haven't read the Bible front to back two or three or four times. And so they have it in their head. I have a lot of doubts about Christianity. But it's because I don't read the Bible. Because... Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God, and I know I don't read it enough, and when I have doubts, it's it's on me. It's on me because I haven't read it enough. I think that that's one of those guilt things that they use you to keep you in the corral, right? So anyway. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. I uh, I don't, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about, do I need to read, read the Bible anymore? Nah. I'll, I'll read it when, when I'm in church and they say yeah. turn to this. Well, you have Praise. like... You have every Sunday if you go. I mean, and, and it's it's some of that discussion is pretty good, and I think there's probably some value in learning who God is and what does Jesus say, and is there some value in these? You know, you know, the Old Testament is really a separate religion it from is. the New Testament. I think I that's know. what Jesus intended. I think Jesus intended, yeah, for okay, there's there's one God, but this is how you worship Him, not yeah. the way they were worshiping Him. So right. I think He really intended. That uh, in the future, people didn't need to read the Old Testament. They just needed to listen to what he was saying. Right. This is what, this is the deal. Not yeah. that. <laughs> that's like not that. If you want to read that, that's like reading a history book to see how they used to think. Yeah. But this is how, how you should think now. So I I think the, the Old Testament for sure is, if you're Jewish, you have to read it. Otherwise, yeah. don't. It's almost like God said... Because, you know, we learned in the Old Testament how frustrated he got with the Israelites. And he would kill them and put all that stuff. Yeah. It, it was almost like God said, those dumb shits just cannot figure this out. So I'm going to send Christ and just say, look, I'm going to just be as plain as I know how. Because you guys obviously, know, through the whole Testament, they never seemed to figure it out, seemed like. And he would just... Pound them and pound them and put them in exile, <laughs> kill them and on and on and on. And he'd write all these major and minor prophets about how frustrated he was with the Israelites. And it's just like, which makes me think, you're God. You created them. Why can't you communicate with them? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, all right, I, I'm done. <laughs> okay. I think I think that was a pretty good rant. Right. <laughs> okay. I think you. those questions came I out. I feel better. I feel better. All right, better. good. All right. All right, then. Okay. This is Grace Mott, number 15. And this is Apostle 
John Luke and Apostle Duke. Duke, 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 Duke. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.